Hello, hello, hello. I'm Aaliyah, and this is Netflix, Coffee, and Questioning Humanity. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing the hottest shows on Netflix right now, and I have a lot of questions and a lot of things to say. Now we are going to be discussing spoilers so I'm going to give a brief summary of what we are going to be talking about which shows in particular. I have no idea what order I'm going to go in but we're going to talk about Bridgerton, Cobra Kai, The Crown, and briefly discuss the Wink Saga or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh wait Sirens first. Really quick before Sirens um, if you don't want to hear spoilers just fast forward through you know obviously but you already knew that. Okay Sirens. Friendly reminder that this is an explicit podcast, which means I may discuss explicit content while most certainly using explicit language. So little ears, those easily offended, and my mom and dad may want to bow out. I still can't believe I dropped an F-bomb before the sirens. Awful. Awful. We have a code of conduct here on NCQH, and that is not it. Today's coffee choice was a total bust. I went out and I got the new Starbucks pistachio latte, took a cute picture, then I tasted it. It tastes kind of like the toasted white mocha, you know, the one that comes around during the holidays. Gone completely fucking wrong. Horribly, horribly wrong. This was so nasty. I dumped this shit out. Like I gave it a couple of sips. I was like, all right, maybe it'll get better. Maybe it'll get better. And then I was like, no, no, it's nasty. I filmed an exclusive video of me dumping this fucking bullshit coffee out because that's how egregious it was. This is egregious. I filmed a video for my YouTube channel, Coffee Beans and Horror Fiends, where I drank the Hostess Snowball artificially flavored coffee. And I mean, I think you can just gather how I felt about that coffee from my tone of voice and I still didn't dump that coffee out. But anyways, if you're interested in learning about how I felt really about the snowball coffee and if you're curious about the cursed or haunted doll, Robert the doll, before there was Chucky and Annabelle, there was him. Be sure to check that out. My Be sure to check out my YouTube channel. It's just youtube.com forward slash L-E-A-L-O-C-K-S like Leah Locks. And I'm going to be uploading that probably tomorrow, which would be the 29th of January or the 30th, depending on how long it's going to take me to edit it. But anyway, the point was the Starbucks coffee was nasty. I dumped it out and I made my own coffee. Today I went with Black and Bold. I got it from Target. It is a black owned coffee brand. They have all different types of roasts. I went with the medium just to try it out. I definitely think I'd like the dark roast better. Along with being extremely delicious and black owned, they do a lot for the community. Whenever you purchase their coffee at Target, Whole Foods, and I think Hy-Vee, I don't know what that is. I'm assuming it's a grocery store in another part of the country, but 5% of profits go to disadvantaged youth. And they have pledge partners in different cities, like they have the Bay Area of California, Chicago, New York, Miami, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Minneapolis. If you are interested in finding the black and bold brand, at your local Hy-Vee, Target, or Whole Foods. I mean, you can also do it on Amazon as well. They do have an Amazon shop. But if you want to purchase in-store, they do have a store locator. If you hear any weird shrills or like buzzing noises, it is Ragnar. He has decided 
that it's time to snuggle. As you know, if you've listened to previous episodes, he is very clingy. I posted a video on the Instagram, but yeah, he's just decided to nuzzle under the microphone with me. So that's just, that's just the way it is. I'm not going to tell him to go away. Zuss my baby. If you happen to hear purring and it bothers you, get over it. My cat comes first. Okay, now he's sort of wrapped himself entirely around both of my hands. Now we got a problem, guy. Get off of my hands. Okay, now that Ragnar is situated, the first title we are going to talk about is Bridgerton. And remember, there will be spoilers. Is my general ready for battle? I'm just born ready. Well, that's true. I suspect you would need less protection on beloved packs of ambitious commands. Call me the general, and you were the first to draw blood. Okay. So I know that audio clip was short, but I promise you, you don't want a long one. I'm going to try to get through this. I'm going to try and be as fair as possible, but I, I, I'm i just going to say it. This is a fucking terrible show. All right, let me slow down and explain this show first. And then we're going to talk about the hype that it has and try and figure out why it has it. During the Regency era in England, which I think is like early 1800s, like 1806 maybe, I don't know. In a sort of alternate history, eight close-knit siblings of the Bridgerton family look for love and happiness in high society. Good for them. Okay, the show was created by Chris Van Dusen and produced by Shonda Rhimes. You know the legend Shonda, the mastermind behind Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, Private Practice, I think. And she also was executive producer of like How to Get Away with Murder. So she's a big deal. Now here we go. We will make this a compliment sandwich or maybe like a compliment salad. The acting was good. The cinematography was insane. The orchestra covers of modern songs, yes, bitch. The costuming, hair and makeup, unreal, unreal. Those are the veggies, the compliments, the accoutrements, if you will. And here's the lettuce, the nasty salad ruining rotten lettuce that I'm about to toss in. Everything about the show except for the entire storyline is great. But I suppose the storyline is pretty important in a television series. What this show is, and I kind of caught on to it about two episodes in, and I do mean literally, not like a literally. I mean, it's literally a far less interesting Gossip Girl. That That's exactly what it is. I get this is a romance-based show, and that's fine, but holy shit, it is way too much. It's fucking corny, and that's coming from somebody who considers herself very romantic. Aside from Daphne, the lead, and the dude whose name I've already forgotten, and the XO, XO gossip girl Mrs. Whistledick or whatever her name is. The show has no meat to it. Zero meat. Nothing. One thing people seem to be like up in arms about is this Austin style, I guess you could say period piece quote, is based in an alternate timeline. They're mad because it's historically inaccurate, I from what I'm gathering. Maybe I'm reading too far into this. But like, that's really what you're mad about. That's really what people are upset about. It's fucking fiction. It's fiction. If you are not familiar with fiction in your TV, television, movies, and books, fiction means you're supposed to suspend belief. I don't know if anybody told you that. I don't know if you learned that in grammar school, but hello, I'm here to teach it to you now. Fiction means suspend your beliefs. The director wanted to show diversity. So there's many people of color, which is great. We love that. So there's a pro. See, I'm being fair, but I also have a con. I understand, like I 
just said that it is fiction and you're supposed to suspend belief. But I do have a bit of confusion about where fantasy begins and historical accuracies end. That's my only thing. There there really isn't a clear line drawn. That's one of the hardest things to do, but also the most important thing to do when you're writing an alternative timeline. Your viewer has to know what's going on. And as a viewer, maybe it was just me. I had no idea. In Bridgerton's alternative timeline, racism doesn't exist. So you see people of color in prominent positions, which is super cool. But then in the same timeline, sexism and homophobia exists. Women are still looked at as baby making machines and wives. There really is no use for women other than that. And also, you know, stereotyped, obsessed with drama because of Whistledick's column that she writes, the gossip girl of Bridgerton. It's fucking stupid and it's weird. And it, it gives me major like old dated corny YA novel vibes, honestly. But I mean, if you're looking for an aesthetically pleasing corny binge watch, sure, go for it. I'm clearly the minority though, because it already has been renewed for a season two and people really seem to love it. It seems extremely popular. I don't know who with, like it's rated mature, but I'm sure teenagers still watch it. So I'm thinking it's a very young audience, but whatever, you do you. Now moving on to a more historically accurate show. and isn't a hot pile of garbage, The Crown. If this family can't give me the love and security that I feel I deserve, then I believe I have no option but to break away, officially, and find it myself. I wouldn't do that if I were. Why not? Let's just say I can't see it ending well for you. I hope that isn't a threat, sir. I binged this entire show every single season in about two weeks, maybe even less. I fucking loved it. Aside from season three, season three was shit and uninteresting to me, but let me break it down. The Crown is based on an award-winning play, The Audience, and it's a Netflix original drama that chronicles the life of Queen Elizabeth II. And it goes from the 1940s to semi-modern times, well, like the 90s, which is like 30 years ago. So actually not that modern, but you get what I'm saying. The series begins with an inside look at the early reign of the queen who ascended the throne at 25 years old. And that was after her father passed away. As the decades pass, personal intrigues, romances, and political rivalries are revealed that played a big role in events that shaped the later years of the 20th century. The most incredible part of this show is simply the quality, the acting, the directing, the natural and smooth progression of the storyline, every episode feels like it could be an Oscar-winning film. Claire Foy in seasons one and two playing a younger Elizabeth was definitely my favorite out of the whole series. I preferred how she played the queen. Granted, I'm sure a lot of that had to do with the writers. I was very very angry at the cast change in three. And I wasn't alone. I know that was like a huge thing. Claire Foy is always going to have my heart, but Olivia Coleman, who took over, she did fine. I didn't see any issue with her. I also wasn't a massive fan of Helena Bonham Carter's character um, or her casting of the character Margaret, but I know she's won awards for her role. So I'm probably, I'm probably a minority with that. Margaret just didn't feel like an organic character to her. That's all. I'm not entirely sure how accurate the events were, how detailed they were, or if it's sort of a biased telling of the story. I do know it's not as far off as Bridgerton as far as accuracy goes. Season four was the Diana years, and oh my god, I think her name is Coran 
who played Diana, she looked unreal. She looked beautiful. It looked identical to the real Diana. I'm completely unfamiliar with the royals because I'm I'm American and I just don't care. But the crown really paints them in a light that is completely out of touch with the real world, but completely human. I think that's what I enjoyed most, the balance of the two. Okay, okay. It's finally time to talk about Cobra Kai. This is addition by subtraction. A true Cobra feels no sympathy for its meals. Do you have a problem with that? No, Sensei. Good. I just don't understand the plan. With Miyagi-Do shutting down, we might be able to get some new recruits. But we will. In due time. But first, we're going to need to strengthen our core. With Diaz out, we're going to need a new champion. Someone with no fear. At this point in time, if you don't know what Cobra Kai is, I'm not explaining it to you. Like, fuck you. Get with the program. Everyone watches Cobra Kai. And if you don't, you and I have a personal beef. I'm declaring it right now. I love how I'm putting Cobra Kai on this pedestal and like hyping it up when I'm just about to tear it down. At least season three. Season three was absolutely stupid no stupid stupid is harsh but okay maybe not stupid definitely not as good as one and two when it had all the makings to be the most epic season yet the pace is a lot slower which is fine but for me personally i loved the pace of one and two i feel like a lot of the flashbacks and storylines like daniel traveling to okinawa was kind of wasted yeah i felt like it was just wasted time and a weird way to create a parallel to johnny and miguel's storyline like the whole training thing the season felt boring aside from the finale that that was that was epic i know i'm giving like some spoilers but I don't want to give that away just in case you haven't seen it you deserve to see it it's hard to explain I was just really disappointed one thing that stayed consistently amazing was the acting though William Zabka continues to be the man and uber talented as the entire cast is as well they're all just very 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 talented but he's the standout for me we get to see him evolve emotionally and mature he's always been really funny in his comedic timing and his facial expressions are just perfect but this was the season that you really get to see that he is a well-rounded actor who's probably going to have a lot more success in the future I do have a feeling that you and I will be seeing a lot more of William Zabka I think Johnny and Miguel's storyline was the best storyline of this season for sure I felt really bored with Robbie I I hope he gets more love in season four I think his character deserves that I feel like the writers just aren't grasping how complex his character is and using that to make a really interesting story and evolution for him there's so much room to expand on that there's so much room like I have all these ideas I'm like they could have done this and that and that with him but they're just keeping him really flat which is very bothersome to me anyways it started out being the season that I was most hyped for from really any show recently and I think because of my extremely high expectations inevitably it fell flat my final title fate the wink saga 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 however you say it no matter how you pronounce it it's still fucking stupid you cold do you want, do you want have my jump off thanks but i'm fire fairy right because you never need anyone's help part of a charm frustrating charm 
Because you're a fixer and I don't need to be fixed. Oh, I am a fixer. What'd you expect? I cannot even express. Like, it's beyond an eye roll for me. I feel like my stomach is curdling. Curdling! Let me, let me slow this down. Let me roll this back. I was confused and excited all at the same time when I heard about this show. This is an adaptation or series, however you want to say it, inspired by the Nickelodeon animated series Winx Club, which I was an avid watcher of as a child. Let me just tell you, I got through one of these episodes. One one. I know that clip isn't from the first episode. I like looked up a clip and I knew as soon as I saw these two together, I'm like, that'll be the one. That'll make my stomach sick. Everything about this show is a massive fucking corny eye roll. And aside from being corny and clearly based off fan fiction rather than source material, which I will elaborate on, don't don't you worry, because I know I haven't given like what the show is actually about. But aside from all of that, it's fucking boring. Like the sin of all sins, it's a fucking bore. Bloom has been turned into some character pulled out of a shitty YA novel. I know this sounds repetitive because I was just saying this about Bridgerton, but it's true. She feels like she's been pulled out of a shitty YA novel who is angsty and I'm not like other girls. It's a Wattpad dumpster fire at best. And if you don't know what Wattpad is, you can look it up. Well, no, I'll just tell you. Wattpad is a place where people write fan fiction. Really, really horrible fan fiction. Like grimy, like Twilight fan fiction. And there's also some really great authors on there. There's people who've had great success. I'm not shitting on Wattpad authors. I love that. I'm not even shitting on fan fiction authors. You know what you are. You have a lane. I don't think Netflix creating a legitimate series should be in the fan fiction lane. Do you understand? what I'm saying? I am so sick and tired and bored of shows that have the entire nucleus, nigh the entire cell of a show be about romance. You have fairies. Oh yeah, hold on. I forgot to explain the show. You're probably like, this is the second time we fucking heard fairies. What the fuck is she talking about? Fairies. All right. Fairies attend the magical boarding school in the other world where they must learn to master their magical powers while navigating love, rivalries, and monsters that threaten their very existence. Doesn't that sound so vast? Like, it's a short little description, but oh my god. You could do so much with that. So much. Like, yeah, I love seeing romance play out. That's all well and good, but fuck. I swear, three-fourths, three-fourths, I can't say that, of the episode that I watched that I could get through was all about Bloom or the other broad's obsession with that Kendall Sky. I think that was his name. I think that's what she said in that clip. I didn't pay attention. It's stupid. I don't care. I don't care to give it another shot. One episode was a struggle. One episode made me feel sick. One episode, I'm done. I don't think I've felt this nasty about a show in so long. So anti-show. And I think it was because I was so excited to see a grown-up version of one of my favorite shows as a kid. Please just don't even give it the time of day. Don't. I know it's like number one on Netflix and everyone's talking about it and it's like a top Google search. But I'm hoping like deep down in my bones, it's people just feeling the same way I did. Like they've been done dirty. Like our, our childhood show done dirty.
Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to little old me. Be sure to follow the pod at NCQH Podcast for updates and pictures of my pretty coffee. You can also see Ragnar being super cute and super snuggly. And don't forget, that's where you see me epically pour out the Starbucks coffee. I know, very entertaining. And if you want even more of your cafe fix, check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash L-E-A-L-O-C-K-S, as in Leah Locks, for my coffee beans and horror channel where I discuss all things horror while staying heavily caffeinated. My latest episode was all about the science of scare and how it gave a scientific answer for the scariest movie ever. My next episode is all about the Robert the doll, the haunted doll before all other haunted dolls. Really creepy story. You know, I really do think it's going to take a little bit longer to edit. So I'm thinking it's probably going to be up on Saturday rather than tomorrow, but it is a very interesting. I think you'll really like that. And again, for my friends all over the world, I'd like to share a website that can help you find whatever mental health resources in your country that you need. Because I know I do have international listeners. I didn't want to just plug, you know, the United States mental health resources. I wanted to give you options as well. Checkpointorg.com. That's right. Checkpointorg.com, not checkpoint.org, will allow you to select your country. From there, you can find emergency numbers, general websites, and more specific resources, like for trauma, depression, bipolar, gender identity, and so much more. If you can't find your country, scroll to the bottom and select more countries, and there you can have even more options. It is really hard times we're living in right now. Please know that it is okay to not feel okay. Like I said last week, reach out to friends safely. Go for a walk, reconnect with nature, turn off social media, binge my podcast, podcast, whatever makes you feel good. Once again, I thank you for listening to me kind of go to town on these titles. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. I hope you did as well. Stay caffeinated, stay streaming, and stay strong. (laughs) 